0: I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather. Now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. This is Wolves Weekly. Matchday live extra with mydieselclaim.com.
1: A superb win on the South Coast. Bournemouth won. Wolves 2. I'm Mikey Burrows I watch this game in the company of the Hall of Famer Andy Thompson. Wolves behind at half-time. Dominic Solanke's goal, the difference between the two teams. Though in truth Wolves had looked the most likely in that first period. Pedro Neto hit the crossbar. He Chen Wang and Mateus Cunha had gone close as well. They'll be frustrated with the manner of the goal they conceded. We'll discuss that and Sasha Kolejic's match-winning performance coming off the bench, played in by He chan Wang and sliding the ball home with a minute or so remaining of the 90 minutes to see Wolves through to a victory that looked likely early in the second half. Mateus Cunha had got Wolves back on level terms and then Lewis Cook got himself sent off in. Slightly strange circumstances, really. He fouled Hee Chan-wang, who reacted to that foul, jumped up and went face-to-face with Cook, and Cook put his head into Huang's. Down went the South Korean, and referee Paul Tierney showed Cook the red. VAR did check it and decided that there was no clear and obvious error and Bournemouth played with ten from the 54th minute onwards. Wolves had 75% possession in the second half. They pushed Bournemouth back. There were some really good, impressive crosses for Matt Doherty, especially, but they weren't able to create the clear-cut chances. That is until Kalajic. When actually Bournemouth tried to play it short to Billing. Billing caught in possession by Kalajic. Traore found Huang, who slipped it through the gap and Sasha Kalajic made no mistake. And in the end, lots of people will talk about the sending off, but Wolves would have kicked themselves, Tomo, if they hadn't won this game based on the whole 90, not just the period when they had a man advantage.
2: Yeah, I thought they were dominant for possession. As I said, if they do it right, they would get the right result. Um, Got a little bit sloppy in the first half, allowed Bournemouth to get a little bit too much advanced up the pitch at times, and the goal just typified that. The goal just... Where Billings has just run through, he's got that much time and space just to pick out a pass. Um, and I'm sure when they watch it again, they won't be very happy with uh, the way that they conceded the goal uh, in the manner that it was. But they had a lot of the possession, they had a lot of the play, uh, they had a couple, they had opportunities. Don't get me wrong. So they, and like even before the 11, um, even before sorry, or even before the sending off, the 11 and what they had was they were struggling with Wolves. So look, um, but it was just a great start to the second half. It couldn't have come in at a better time for Kuhn so look with the with the strike, but it was a class finish. And he'd struggled in the first half. He struggled to get into the game in the first half. Um, but yeah, I tell. mean there
1: were, there were fans messaging at half-time, calling for him to be substituted. Yeah,
2: he struggled. He struggled to get in there. But but I tell you what, what a finish, what a finish. And we talk about like say, get it, he he doesn't get enough goals or he doesn't do um, enough around and about the box. But I said in that first half. I think it was 25 minutes and we hadn't even mentioned his name because of the because of how many times he'd touched the ball or was struggling to touch the ball. But what a way to start the second half with a finish because it, gr- it was a great finish.
1: Um, let's go back right to the start because when the team sheets came in, we all presumed, assumed, that it would be the same shape as what we'd seen in the last two games. Now, admittedly, those two were games that maybe... Wolves felt they would have less of the ball though as it turned out that wasn't quite the case against Villa but you spotted in the warm-up that they were warming them up as a back four yeah. and when they kicked off it was the, it was a back four Jose Sarin goal Matt Doherty in for the suspended Nelson Samedo uh, we'll talk about his performance a little bit later on uh, Craig Dawson Maximilian Kilman Totti and then Neto on the right Ryan Nouri on the left Bubakar Traore and João um, Gomez in the centre of a midfield with He-Chan Wang and Mateus Cunha as a front two. Um, in an attacking sense, it looked okay, Tomo. Wolves got plenty of opportunity. They got Wang making good runs in behind, but they left themselves open a little bit at the back. And immediately after the goal they switched back to a back part.
2: yeah they did and I, and I said to you on air I don't understand why he's messed with something that wasn't broken which was effective and working for him and I, look I know he's changed it, he's changed it for the, the game and, and I know you've got to be versatile but I don't understand why they, I, I think that if you start with your five and then if things aren't working out you can never think about changing it but I, fo- I find it difficult the, the reason why he, he changed the formation and the and the way that it goes You've had two good results and you changed the, change the, uh, the setup. We looked more comfortable with five at the back again when we did change back. Um, but look, they got the right result in the end, and that's the, the main thing.
1: What do they do moving forwards? Because it, I, I, I almost take from the way they start in this game and, and the reluctance to go to five at the back this season that it's not necessarily Gary O'Neill's preferred formation. It's probably not, but
2: for whatever reason. We just look more comfortable and we look a better unit as a team with five at the back. We saw the effectiveness of what it is. Okay, I know you change things depending on your opposition, but it just looks more comfortable for the players that we've got at the club. You just saw it there. We seem to knock it around a lot more. We seem to be able to there. Because the goal come for Bournemouth with us not tracking runners and leaving gaps. And I'm watching Dawson keep saying to the rest of the team, about being compact he was getting his hands and saying we've got to get compact in that middle area and that's where the goals come from the goals come from too many gaps too many spaces and he recognised that straight away Dawson I know it was too late after the goal but it had happened a couple of times before and he'd mentioned it then as well they've got to stay together and I just think that three at the back just, just helps mm. the way that the team
1: are. Um. As much as people might be critical of the starting lineup, he made a change at half-time, Gary O'Neill. Tommy Doyle came on. And there's a lot of praise for Tommy Dale on uh, X at the moment. Chris Dale saying he was superb, bossed that half, well done, son. Um, he was really good, wasn't he, Tommy he Doyle? He
2: was, he was. And you can see why they brought him to the club. And I know he's not had opportunities because of the, the midfielders at Lamina and and, and Gomez is in there as well, the way the are playing. But he just shows you when he did come on. I thought that look. I know there was there's only ten players for a longer of on, but you could see what he's going to offer the team. You could see what kind of player he was. He's neat and tidy. He tries to thread those balls and break the lines of of, of the Bournemouth defence and the Bournemouth midfield. But again, he said I, I thought he played well when he came on. I thought he did well.
1: Yeah, and it it just it's a different type of passing, isn't it? And it was somebody. Uh, a little bit reminiscent of maybe a kind of a uh, a Neves martinio hybrid. That Xal Gomez, I think, is an excellent player, but he's not the type of player who, who just says, "Give me the ball, give me the ball, and I'll comfortably look downfield." And in the setup, it's especially when Bournemouth went down to ten, you knew that it, we saw there was a moment, wasn't it, Tomo, where we we were playing around with it on the left hand side, and we both spotted Doyle telling them to hurry up, yeah, move the ball quicker.
2: If, if, if I had one big complaint about this season so far, is our play's too slow. It's too slow to get teams to move around. And The quicker you move the ball, the more opportunities you're going to get. But I just think that the way that we play sometimes is just too slow and it allows teams, which Bournemouth did in the second half, right for so when they got the 10 men, it allows them to move across and pick up and mark because the, the ball's moving too slow soon as you're up the pace of it all of a sudden it's a big concern for the opposition and I think that's what Doyle was telling the team you need to speed it up it's too slow
1: yeah and it was lovely to see actually a young player directing things and when Wolves Just shows did, his confidence though, does yeah, it yeah and when Wolves did speed it up there was one move down the left-hand side Tomo involving I think He Chan Wang Reynet Nori, Mateus Cunha that eventually ended up with uh, a shot for Pedro Neto from a low cross and it started because he, Chan Wang, chased down the ball into the corner and stopped Bournemouth from clearing, but the one-touch stuff they played in that moment it was really delightful he to ju- see. He just
2: needed finishing off, didn't he? He just needed finish, and it did come nice to Neto as well, was he probably level with the penalty spot, just a little bit to the left of the goal as he was looking, but it was an opportunity. Was because like they did really well. Starting with Wang, some quick play, moving the ball quickly. He just needed that finished article. Did it, and that's what. And that's unfortunate that we didn't get it. But again, we've seen glimpses today about what we should and how we should be playing. Um, and I'm sure that uh, Gary O'Neill would say, yeah, the team played well. But also as well, I think that he'll highlight some of the things that he needs to work on, with, where some of the players need to have a look at him.
1: Um, one player that look, has had a lot of people talk about him recently, but I want to talk about him in a slightly different way today. He Chan Wang. Because the second half, he played as the central striker and Cunha went to the left-hand side. That's arguably how the goal came about. Because when Neto got the ball, Cunha then took... Sorry, Wang took the defenders away and Cunha cutting in from the left, ball was played perfectly to him from Neto and he's able to hit it on the... Kind of arriving perfectly, didn't he? And curled yeah. it in. But we saw in the first half some really unselfish running from Wang. We saw him, um, I say, in that build up to that Neto chance. We saw him lay one off for 8 Nuri when he got into the penalty yeah. area. His all round game today, he hasn't got the goal, but it's his pass through for Sasha when other people might have tried to be selfish. Great little ball.
2: Great little ball. But um, I said last year, I said, look, I consider he's got. he's a good player for us. But for me, the, last year, he seemed to go down a little bit too easily for me this year he's come back and he seems a little bit more sturdy a bit more confident staying on his feet a lot more and he's getting the ju- just rewards with it the way he plays because he's not going to ground so much so he's because he, he's physically he's very strong he's quick he's strong and he's showing his attributes now when he's playing and and that's what people want to see they don't want to see him keep going to the floor the referees now and, and look i don't know, I don't know if they target him but we watched one of the games earlier on in the season, he went to the ground and the referee did get up, get up, and not giving him. Maybe that's gone into his mind thinking, well, I need to do something else now, I need to be doing... Because there's no doubt about it, when he starts doing things and he's strong on the ball and he's got pace yeah. uh,
1: to burn, he looks a totally different player and he's done that this year, I think. i say second half playing as the central striker um, on Wolves Weekly a couple of weeks ago, had Leon Clark and Dave Edwards having, okay. a bit, having a big conversation about Huang and whether he could play through the middle. And the suggestion from both of them was, <laughs> was no. And and maybe it's a thing where you don't necessarily start it, but it's quite nice to be able to go in a game, say, OK, Kunia, you, you go and have 20, 25 minutes out wide, and Huang is more yeah. than capable of holding his own in the middle.
2: Well, he set up the goal, didn't he, with, a little, with that little pass. But, but look, there's no doubt about his, his qualities that he's got. Um... He's, he, he can finish, he can play, he can run, he's, he's quick, um, and all that, what he's got, again, he, he knows how to play the game. He knows how to play the game. And and with that ball, what he picked, he, he had the vision to actually spot that ball and what it needed to do. Because if he passed it along the floor, he was getting blocked. But he just did that little bit of a dink just to put, fall into his path, and it just lets Sasha just to finish it off and look... He's, he's, he's a good player. He's done. I think this year he's started really well to the season. For me, Wang, he's got the goals, but also as well, I think his performances are starting to look good as well.
1: Matt Doherty, it's been up a long up, time since he started a Premier League game for Wolves. You have to go back to uh, the end of the COVID-affected season for his last Premier League start for Wolves. Um, what, how did you think he did? I thought he did
2: well. I thought that he, he, didn't, he doesn't. He doesn't seem to get phased by anything, does he? Um, and he's experienced enough to know the position. He's played it time and time and time again, and he just showed you today. He hit some great balls in from this right hand side in the second half. I thought he was good quality on the ball in. He gets in the right positions, but what he does give, you, he gives you an outlet aerial as well. He's good in the air, um, and, and look, he's, he's, I've always liked him. I always thought he was a good player. This formation suits him with the, with the three at the back because he can just stroll there because. At one stage, when he was playing that, when Conor Cody was here, eight goals in two uh, two consecutive seasons just shows you what he offered you. If you give him the ball in in the right area, he'll finish it off. But even though he looks quite laid back, he's still good on the ball, he still can pick that pass
1: and he still can put that quality in and he did that in the second half, especially he had a lot of strapping on we could see it from our commentary position which obviously the stands here at Bournemouth are not that high and we are kind of just to the side of the dugout and at the start of the second half he maybe had a bit too much strapping on and he was getting the physio to take a bit off so it might give them an easy opportunity but Nelson Semedo is back available for uh, Newcastle next week how hard is that choice now as to whether Semedo goes straight back in or Doherty keeps his place.
2: Yeah, well, that's the decision what the manager's got to do, but he's done himself no harm at all with the way that he's played today. I thought that he's played well, he's defended well, he gets in the right positions, he reads the game well, and then he offers you that going forward as well. I I, I don't think he's done anything wrong today. I think that he's more than done enough uh, for me to give the, the manager a decision to make next week, and that's what he's got to do. So, look, all he can do is put it... Give him, give the manager an option to pick pick him by his performance. And that's what he's done today.
1: Do you think there's an, an opportunity sometimes? Look, I, I, I'll i be honest with you. I think he and Samedo are very much on a level. Obviously, Doherty offers you a little bit more going forwards. And maybe, it, is it ever a thing where they could look at it and say, OK, if we're coming away to a team like Bournemouth, where we're going to be on the attack a lot, maybe it's Doherty. Whereas maybe next week against Newcastle... It's Sameda. Yeah, it
2: might be. And that's the whole reason why you've got a squad. The squad is you go game by game. Okay, you, you keep the formation, what the same because everybody knows what it is. But yeah, so sometimes you do have to tweak the teams and think about opposition as well. But you don't want to think about them too much where it's going to ruin your own game. You've got to make sure that when you do pick a side that it's going to offer you an, an opportunity to win the game. Um, not just a nullify team. You have that in the back of your mind. You, ne- you have that uh, there to try and think about. Oh, we've got, we've got to stop them, or we got they've got a player who's going to cause problems. Yeah, you do look at it, but you still want to be offering uh, the opportunity for us to get the the, the chances of scoring goals, um, and the making the the right decision about what players are going to fit into that.
1: Ray says, considering that all the pundits had us relegated on the 12th of August, we ain't done too bad, have we? Uh, Auntie Tui says, fantastic. So happy for the boys and especially Gary. Uh, Sam says, great result. Thought Tommy Doyle was Neves esque and teammates look to get him the ball at every opportunity. Sasha must be wondering what he has to do to start. Uh, Stuart says, huge victory and great commentary. uh, (laughs) Celebrating while boarding. A flight from Guangzhou, China to Birmingham via Dubai, uh, Tomo's lads were in the away end.
2: I think he's enjoyed the game by the look of the picture.
1: <laughs> yeah, from the message you just got. And uh, a big hello to Jackie Oatley, by the way, who said, I've just gone ballistic in the Nike store in Fort Lauderdale, ran around like a loon when Sasha scored. Uh, great to have you listening to us, Jackie. Good to see you soon. Um, And uh, our good friend, Claire Hateman, listening to us as well, uh, sending me a message through. Um, The Sasha thing is an interesting one, isn't it? Because he divides opinion in certain respects. There are some people who think he should start, some people who think that this is actually the perfect role for him. Coming on late in games where people get a bit distracted by his size, but actually... It's nothing to do with his size today, because by by the time he came on, we'd stopped crossing it. We were going yeah, through a different yeah. route. But that goal doesn't happen unless he puts pressure on Billing.
2: Yeah, well, that's exactly what we want to go. So the goal, for me, the goalkeeper's had a big, massive error, trying to play out rather than just waiting for everybody to get out the penalty area. He's tried to play the ball quick to Billings. Um, he loses possession. I would say with Sasha coming through to get it, and then we, we well, the rest is uh, history, as you could say, with the finish. But again, it's it's about making sure that you're effective. And look, I, I, would I start him? Probably not at the moment. I think the three that he's got, um, I think he's going to stick with. I think, but kuno has got to do a little bit more uh, throughout the 90 minutes. He can't just uh, put it on for 45. I think he's got to do a lot more. But for me, I don't think he's, he's ready to start or he's going to start for Gary O'Neill.
1: What about Tommy Doyle then? Uh, so we talked a little bit about him. I'm just looking on here. I mean, he's he's trending on X at the minute. And I know that's obviously skewed towards what I would look at. Um, but there's a huge amount of people that are talking about him. When they look at Mario Lamina, um, and Mario Lamina is available next week, you you kind of imagine Lamina comes back in. Yeah. But is there now a debate about who goes alongside him? Because Bubacar Traore played really well. Oh, I thought he played well. And he's played well for a number of weeks. Yeah. Tommy Doyle, people loved what he did in the second half. And Shel Gomez has not had a bad season. No, He might be at the right time to just come out for a little bit. But what do you think, Gary? I mean, two questions there, I guess. What do you think Gary O'Neill would do and what would you do?
2: I think he'll go back to the formation that or, and the players in the formation, what he normally does. Yeah, um, uh, It's unfortunate for Doyle. But, again, same as Doty, he's, he's let the manager see what he can do. He's, he's got the he's got the managers to actually think and have a good think about what the starting line is going to be for next week because the manager has got to pick the, the, he can pick the 11 that he's going to put on, but it's nice that he's got an option, not just say, oh, we've got to play the same team because that's all I've got to pick from. He hasn't got that anymore. He's got an option of players who have come into the side. Dowity being one, um, I think Doyle's been one. Traore's been one. He's given him a dilemma a little bit. But that's right. It? Yeah, it's a great dilemma to have. If, it's a lot better than going, oh, my God, I've got to pick these these 11. I've got no other choice where he's got more than that now where he can think, hang on a minute, if you are doing your job, I've got somebody who will do your job. And that's that's a nice thing to have from a manager. But I'm hoping that that spurs the players on to think, hang on a minute, if I don't perform, I'm not going to be playing. And that's what that's what you hope you're going to do with the squad. You're hoping that the players who do get the opportunity come in, perform, and it puts pressure on the manager, but also pressure on the players.
1: Yeah, and talking about the manager, I mean, I say in the build-up to this game, he said it was zero percent about him, and we talked pretty much about saying like, look, he he obviously will say that as a message, but it was always going to be partly about. Oh him. yeah, of course. The cameras it's. were on him, the photographers were on him at the start. The way he reacted at the end was was. You know, it didn't, didn't go wild. He, he shook the hand of Andoni um, And then obviously went round and hugged his players and went to the away end and whatnot. He's got the team on a bit of a consistent basis now. He's, they're four matches unbeaten. They, it could have been very different, let's be honest. If Wolves had not got the win today, especially against 10, then people will probably start Question. asking questions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. of course I would. But, uh, but, that's, it, but that's what happens. But, what, but if you look at it today, Tommy Doyle at halftime, undoubtedly, was the right call. Yeah. Um, Sasha Kalajic coming on the right call. It wins the game. And arguably, I would argue Pablo Sarabia, who we haven't seen a huge amount of, no. but was the right call because I said to you in commentary, he was the kind of player when the team's deep that is perfect to have in there. So everything he did today... Apart from the, the starting formation, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> everything else worked. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, he redeemed himself, didn't he, towards the end? But, <laughs> but, but that, that's what happens. So, look, he's, he's, he's gone with the formation that didn't work. But what I did like, I know, I know it's it's took the goal to do it, but he's changed it straight away Once he saw it. Because I know the goal's like <laughs> a big blow, but it's took that for the all. Oh, hang on a minute, I, I, we can't play like that go back to what we've we've gone looked at before and that and so it's good on him that he don't just think oh I'll just leave it as tis leave it as tis leave it as it's another one maybe I don't know. But I like it that he's changed it straight away. I know I know it's a big massive blow losing the goal but at least he hasn't tried to persevere with it and just go, don't just leave it as tis, we'll see how we go or whatever. He's done it straight away. And he's done the subs straight away at half time as well and he's brought people on at the right times as you as you mentioned apart from that formation at the beginning <laughs> every, every, everything else yeah. seems to have fell into place for him yeah happy for him is that is that a good manager yeah yeah making
1: the right decisions that's what it's all about well yeah i mean look obviously i guess you you know, you hope to make them right from the start but if you don't you hope to be able to respond quick enough yeah. to make a difference yeah that's what uh, that's what you've uh, got to do and he did so hats off to him uh, for today and for the runner form that Wolves are on into double figures for the season in terms of points now, and of course those down the bottom keep failing to pick up points. So the more of a gap that Wolves can open out, the more comfortable they'll two, feel.
2: Two big games coming up: Newcastle, Sheffield United. Two big games. Um, it's about backing. It's about backing up your, your your performances. It's about backing up your results, and that's what they've got to do now. Now I know Newcastle have just battered somebody four 0 today. But again, our fancy against anybody on the day at Molyneux. Our fancy anybody on the day at Molyneux what we're going to do um, and look they not they won't be looking forward to come to us next week. I know they're a good team. I know they've got some quality players, but they won't be looking forward to coming to Molyneux next week with the fans, the crowd and everything else behind us. Um, going into that and then we've got Sheffield United away for the
1: the next game after that. Um, Leon Clark is going to be part of the Matchday Live team for the Newcastle game. Next weekend, uh, so make sure you're with us for the coverage of that 45 minutes before kickoff. Is going away or something? Oh, uh, we've got to give him a break from time to time. <laughs> um, uh, also, uh, by the way, don't forget all the post match reaction at wolves.co.uk. Wolves Express will have more reaction on Monday as well. This week's Wolves Weekly, out 7 a.m. Tuesday morning, it's Dickoophobia Sako. We have brought the magic back together for the first back time since they uh, all played together in that wonderful season which was eight years ago now.
2: Is that how long? Oh, wow. Oh, I would never have guessed at that. Uh,
1: yeah. Oh. 2015. Where's, where's
2: the time gone, Michael?
1: Yeah, we all got old.
2: <laughs>
1: I was I've young and fresh-faced back d- then. Oh, I, don't know if it was, I don't know if it was that way.
2: <laughs> I've got greyer anyway.
1: Um, before we finish, player of the match for you. I know that's going to be hard.
2: Um. I'm going to go Wang. Okay. I'm going to go, Wank. I thought he did well. I thought he worked hard. Um, and that little bit of quality at the end has
1: give us the victory. You can keep commenting uh, at Mikey Burrows on X if there's anything you'd like us to talk about at other times. Uh, Tom, I thank you very much. It's been a pleasure, Indeed. Michael, seeing go, you
2: after two weeks break from me.
1: Go, go and find your sons. Oh, God. oh, I had to think. Oh, <laughs> no, what trouble they've got themselves into after that one. Wolves got themselves a victory on the South Coast. Uh, had to work hard for it. In the end, but took advantage after Bournemouth had a player sent off. Bournemouth won, Wolves 2, four matches unbeaten. Enjoy your weekend.
0: Wolves Weekly. Match Day Live Extra. Brought to you by MyDieselClaim.com. Sports Social Podcast Network. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa.